Good morning, this is Rabbi Kovacs. It is Yud Beis Adar Sheni, and here is the Mishnah Yomi. Yesterday we started the sixth parak of Demai, and the first Mishnah there I'd mentioned uh, a Mechabel, Sodom Israel. Mechabel was an Aris, in, he, in Hebrew a sharecropper. So there's a percentage division between the man working the land and the landowner. And it also mentioned a Chocher, which is a renter. And yesterday we talked about someone renting from a Yisrael, from a Jew. Here in Mishnah base, in the sixth parak, it starts Hachocher Sodei Min Kochavim. Somebody's renting from an idolater, from a non-Jew. He's renting land in Israel from a from a non-Jew, uh, and he has a fixed amount of rent he has to pay. So what does he do when he pays rent from the crops from the field? Ma'aser v'noten lo. The Jew who's working the field has to take off the trumot and the maisrot before he gives the produce to pay the rent. Uh, this was done, the, the Rav explains, in a, in a public policy way, you don't want to let him off easy if he's renting from a, a non-Jew because you'd prefer he gets his money together and he actually buys the land. Similarly, the Seifa of Mishnah Base continues, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Af HaMekabel Sodei Avaisav, even somebody renting out the ancestral land, he's renting a field that was the ancestral property of his own family, from a he has to take off the miser because he might have said, listen, this is my family plot. This is my ancestor's land that was divinely ordained to me when the Jews entered Eretz Yisrael. So why should I have to take off miser? I mean, it really belongs to me. What I'm paying, when I'm paying rent, why should I, you know, be basically taxed by taking off the trumas and miser before I am allowed to use this produce to pay tax? So Ravali explains because we davko, the rabbis want this man to get his act together and get the money together, get it, get his family together and to scrounge up the money and buy the land. We'd prefer he not rent. Of course, yesterday we talked about we don't want to let the land lay fallow. So we do encourage sharecropping and renting and working the land. But we also want this family of, of Jews to get their money together and go ahead and buy the land back from the non-Jews and reclaim their ancestral plot because there's a special value when people are working their own land. They put it, we understand logically, they put in more time and effort. They don't want the land to go to waste. They're going to be environmentally conscious. They're going to want to be the custodians and um, and uh, be the ones taking care of this land for their, their children and, and their grandchildren. So they're going to take good care of it. It's actually, it's a pusuk in Micha. The fourth parak of Micha, the fourth verse, the Yashvu Ish Tachat Gafno. And in the future, in the end of days, the Messianic era, they will all sit, each man under his own Gefen. That means his, his own vine. Tachat under his own fig tree, and no one's going to terrorize them. Nobody's going to push them off their land anymore. You see, there's a special value in the Jews getting their act together and buying back the land, not just working it, but getting it back. And that's one of the reasons the Mepharshim here explained that we want that we want him to take off the Meister and the Truma, so it's going to cost a little more to pay rent to the non-Jew, so he's going to want to get the Jews together to buy the land and buy back his own plot. Good. Mishnah Gimel. Kohen Velevi, Shekiblu Sodei Misrael. So Kohen or Levi that were Mechabal, this means they're sharecroppers, it's a fixed percentage of a field, and the, the landowner is a Jew. So just as they divide the chulin, the, the regular produce, they divide the truma also, meaning even though 
the sharecropper himself is a Kohen, and he might think he's entitled to all the truma. He really, he takes half the truma because he's taking half the produce. For example, if it's a 50-50 split, and the landowner is taking half the truma because he's entitled to half the produce. And that landowner, if he's not a Kohen, he's going to have to go and give it to a Kohen, but he gets to give it to whichever Kohen he chooses. Abeliezer disagrees. Abeliezer Omer, in the safe of the Mishnah, He says, even the Meiser, he means the truma also. So he says, if what he's saying is, if a Kohen is sharecropping the field of Israel, the Kohen should take all the truma. He gets to take the truma and keep all the truma for himself and give the rest to the landowner, give the share to the landowner. And if it's a levy, he gets to take the Meiser Rishon for himself. Because this, according to Rebbe is an implied condition of being a sharecropper from a Jew. The Jews know if the guy's a Kohen, he's going to take the truma. If he's a levy, he's going to take, go ahead and take the Meiser Rishon. And that's accepted. Uh, we don't paskin like Rebbe Yezer, the Rav Nur explains, because there was no Kinyan on this Tanai. Of course, if they stated this in the contract, or they made a verbal statement to this effect, if the guy's a Kohen and he's becoming a sharecropper, keep this in mind, Kohanim, when you become a sharecropper, make a stipulation that you get to keep the truma, and you make a Kinyan on the stipulation, and it's good to go. But without that, it's not an assumption. Shkoyach Rebosei.